Reason is something that humans strive to perceive. Although my reasoning might be different from that of your reasoning, we always assume that if it can be reasoned, then it must be true. Reason is nothing but a reference emerging out of a current paradigm. If this paradigm works, we believe that it must work in every condition. And from there, we start believing that reason is something that is fundamentally universal. However, a lot of times we find limitations in reasoning. And that is why perhaps we say being unreasonable is always surpassing something that has been challenged. That is something which we will be looking at in today's conversation. Welcome to 13. 13 is a podcast about being and creating. In this podcast, we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday. Here, we interact, read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create. Your host for today are Prasanna and myself, Shantesh. Let's get started. Prasanna, I remember one of the distinct conversations with your father when I was in my early 20s is that he is a very reasonable person. He reasoned out many things. He was a very rational person, I must say. And at the same time, he believed that everything need not have a certain reason. Sometimes it's okay to not have reason. And that was very uncomfortable for me because at that point in time, I also thought that everything needs to have a rational ground. And how is he saying that sometimes you don't need to have reason? And that space was slightly uncomfortable. Today, I can at least get a glimpse into his world and see what is happening or why one need not always reason or believe that reasoning is true. Let me give an example or a reference. Uh, In cricket, when the One Day International started in the 70s, the current paradigm then was test match as a reference point. And 60 overs matches were played back then, if you remember. And teams would score 180 runs in 60 overs by losing one or two wickets. And then the chasing team would lose the match they wouldn't be able to even score 180 runs a lot of times. And these kind of references in today's context will appear so stupid that why would uh, Gavaskar play a 100 ball and only score 30 runs? Whereas the equation has turned around that in 30 balls you score 100 runs because the current paradigm is T20. And that is a sort of a paradigm in which reasons seem to appear to work and we believe that it's true. So I just wanted to open the dialogue here, Prasanna, and get your point of view here. Shantish, so when we are talking about uh, reasons as an excuse uh, or a reason as a justification, so I think there are two ways of looking at it. So one is one is when someone is being reasonable, there is a justifiable story behind it, which kind of gives a benefit or doubt for that person to be the way they are or not they are. So it's kind of a justification or a supporting narrative for a person for whatever they do or how they be and the other aspect of reason where we look at it as an excuse is because of as you said that we have not done it so we will not be able to do it kind of a reason so i have several reasons why i am not doing certain things or there are several reasons why i am doing certain things so i'm just trying to see in which direction or in both directions we can go but then i was just looking at what kind of reason we will be looking at and uh, when we use reason as a justification and the moment or the journey of that reason into this reason as an excuse is very 
unclear or dicey if you see uh, because the thing which you can use for justification can be also used for excuse so uh, but in both back, the cases in the case of justification as well as using reason as an excuse the person using a reason believes that the reason is true so let us at least address this first that our reasons true now that's a very interesting question because uh, i will refer to something else and bring some new story here i recently listened to an interview of yuval noah harari uh, the author of the book sapiens he's also a historian uh, israeli historian so he talks about how artificial intelligence and biotechnology is going to transform uh, the whole world in the coming days and how the way today email accounts databases or websites are hackable humans will be hackable so there will be human hacking which means the things which even we don't know will be known by algorithms about us and they will guide us they will manipulate us they will make us do things or buy things which we ourselves don't know why we are doing it but they have, they know is much better than we know ourselves now if you look at the uh, connection of this in the past so are we saying that humans were not hackable before or were they not hacked before and the answer for me is no because we are already hacked i think that all the conditioning programming which is done on us gives us the reasons which we are using today so for example the things which as you rightly said that uh, were not possible or not doable or there were certain limits beyond which we cannot do you give the example of cricket for that matter now even cricket it was not universally within india that we were not able to score things if you go into the history of cricket you will find there were certain players in certain regions in those time they were under the kingdoms and uh, the princes and the, their servants used to play cricket so there were certain segments where they used to create this what we are calling as new realities where even in a 3 days they score 800 runs 900 runs but those were exceptions the point is the overall story as you said was moving in that direction and that story and that reason can and is also connected with how india has emerged if you see the india of 60s uh, with maybe vijay merchant vijay hazare kind of player then the india of 70s with sunil gavaskars of the world and then coming to the india of uh, 90s with sachin tendulkar and today's india with virat kohli it's also a reflection of the country itself that we were very submissive very you can say not very uh, fully expressed and not able to take on the world kind of a place to today who we are so from cricket even the situation of india is also depicted and many people believe that that's how it can be correlated so if you see the reason for not doing certain things can be many uh, but at the same time it is important as you rightly said to understand whether the reason is true or not mm-hmm. so <clears throat> while there are certain aspects like you gave a reference of evolution of cricket in india in the last 5 decades and i think that was very well articulated so uh, we can also see a sort of a parallel running where uh, how the economy started evolving and through the 90s when uh, if you see when when we accepted uh, or opened up our markets uh, businesses started flourishing and also then cricket reached into smaller towns players started coming out from smaller towns they started getting enough exposure uh, also that they were having access to tv channels and everything uh, fast forward to 2000 Uh, 5 to 2010 when t20 format started and particularly ipl it is a direct reflection of an action of bcci with the current economic state of india and you can then see how that starts reflecting on the way players behave 
that that gave a complete different uh, boost a different morale and to have virat kohli in the 90s paradigm would have been impossible the same way probably and i know i may hurt a few sentiments but to have uh, sachin tendulkar or sunil gavaskar in today's paradigm would have probably been absurd i mean they would have been just average players and they wouldn't have evolved as much and in the right time by reason or through reason or through several factors we get shaped that is one thing but then there are some players who are exceptional they are unreasonable in the moments of crisis which is where these players are to be really appreciated rather than for their achievements uh, in the moment of crisis then be it gavaskar or tendulkar or kohli they have emerged and they have maintained a certain uh, sort of a behavior or a trait where they were able to express fully despite hindrances uh, one particular example is uh, uh, mahendra singh dhoni and he is called as captain cool because he maintains that coolness and when you have a billion spectators watching you and the entire nation is watching you to not have pressure and just play for fun of it and that was sort of being unreasonable and and in that moment of being unreasonable one becomes unstoppable also i feel absolutely correct so when you are talking about being unreasonable is not to not acknowledge the reasons but rather to look at them and then go beyond those reasons so unreasonable people doesn't uh, ignore the reasons or it's not that they are not aware of the reasons which are told by the society or the people around but they are willing to go beyond those reasons they are as you rightly put they are unstoppable so they want to go um, mm. ahead of it uh, and you earlier brought a very interesting point which is that we are already hacked it's just that we aren't aware of how we are hacked could you care to elaborate a little more and then take the conversation also that becoming aware that we are hacked uh, how does it allow us to break this paradigm the current paradigm that we live in and we reinforce it with reasons so how does that reinforcement gets broken and that is where perhaps the key lies to become unreasonable also it's not like oh i'll become unreasonable i can fly in the air and i jump off the balcony will never work so you need to also know where your reasons are coming from to become unreasonable i believe and therefore i just wanted this to be touched upon yeah so the reasons are coming from uh, our programming and that is what i am calling as hacking so we say that we have our free will we assume that we are doing things on our free will but in reality it is not based on our free will i go to a particular platform and watch a particular web series i assume that i am doing it on my free will but netflix knows that it is not my free will they have already hacked my pattern they know my choices they know my choices better than me myself uh, the way i look at screen the way the things which i watch on a regular basis so based on all those things today's netflix knows me much better than i know myself and in the same way when we are talking about we being already hacked what i want to say is all the conditioning which has been done on us by society culture religion and our upbringing in addition to the conditioning done by biological uh, things like genetics you can say or hereditary or, or even evolutionary biology all these things are the contributors for that conditioning so right from the moment i am born or even before with the common collective consciousness of humanity i am completely fully programmed from the day when i come into this world so post that all our so called willful choices or choices taken by free will are 
to be taken with a pinch of salt i would say because i am not sure how where that will is coming from is it because someone has told me to go to this place and do these things and this is good karma this is bad karma i don't know mm. and it comes from the conditioning which you said is very right so i think there are three types of a three levels of conditioning which happen one is primal uh, which is as you are born you are already preconditioned preprogrammed to certain notions so you respond to sound at the birth you don't you are not able to even see but you are responding to sound and fear is a preconditioned thing which is a survival instinct the second is genetic which comes from your ancestors and your parents basically and that gives you certain biological preconditions so they may limit your body structure or height or your skin color or something of that the third is what we all make up and that is a conditioning that happens through immediately first our parents then our extended family then the society that we live in the culture that we live in and all that is around us is saying something and what we make it mean and in that we make a conditioning that uh, i am from this region so i am supposed to eat spicy food to oh i have always been like this i am shy i cannot be on stage to anything and all of this has a solid reasoning to believe that this is true that i can digest anything or i can uh, i have these limitations or this is because i have asthma i cannot run or all these are sort of conditioning which are making us believe that this is our limitation and in that moment if we realize or recognize that this third layer of conditioning which is created by us it's a story it's not reality as opposed to to a degree the genetic uh, conditioning which is given to us is probably a reality and innate conditioning is a real thing it's an evolutionary thing and in the current stage of our evolution it's it's real so at least to break the conditioning that we have created i think uh, is doable and that is the realm in which we are talking of being unreasonable it's not that anything and everything can be uh, 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 surpassed but but we need to really know uh, what can also be challenged and i'm i'm just trying to bring that forth prasanna and to know that chantesh uh, how uh, reasons are impacting us it is required to be away from the conditioning or to acknowledge the conditioning and see how you can separate yourself now how is be how away or is? detach right yeah so not to be in the conditioning because in the conditioning it will be difficult for us to understand what is the world without that conditioning and things like as you said whether you can eat anything or do anything the physical pleasure or pain associated with any of the things which we do in life are also coming from the conditioning so i the pain which i feel is not only a visceral body level pain or primal level pain but it is coming from the conditioning how can this person do this to me or how can this happen to me or all those things so as we say a slap on a face uh, in reality might is not that painful it is just a slap on a face like slap anywhere on our body it is of equal physical pain but the impact which it causes to a person even metaphorically when someone says that he was slapped i we can imagine the pain there so it's 90% story and 10% real pain but total of it is devastating for people it hurts them it puts them into lot of uh, trauma and all those things we have mm. you know the emotional uh, drama around it in this realm of conditioning 
at that moment we aren't able to see that we are driven by our conditions we may be able to rationalize now while listening as in this conversation a lot of times but again as we rationalize we understand so we are holding reasons to break reasons which is sort of paradoxical so regardless of anything prasanna every time we try to find a ground of reason to even break reasons now we are trying to find reasons here and we are trying to reasonably argue but i'm just wondering like what would be the world like if we do not look at reasons at all and in that space like particularly today's world in, in today's world the urban youth is driven by a rationality or a rational ground and we ignore then everything that is not rational as say perhaps superstitious okay and it's not just that it's superstitious we then make fun of it mock it and somebody else who believes in it we also then mock them in the process uh, but what if we realize that our reasons whatever reasons we have to mock them if they are aren't real then is there a ground to bring acceptance to other perspectives which are beyond our understanding and so somebody's actions may not see seem reasonable and it's okay to not understand that reason and to not react to that i'm just trying to see the other aspect because every time now even in this conversation we are trying to find reasons to look within and break our construct but i am just seeing what if we do not understand reasons at all i think santesh in order to do that as we acknowledged some time back it is not very easy to be in that state of no conditioning at all uh, and then find how it feels uh, because we will be again looking inside the conditioning so it is staying within the box and then thinking trying to think out of box which is what we are trying to do so if we look at maybe some of the things which are not as subject to the conditioning and the story as we human beings are uh, which can be found in nature there you will see that most of the reasons which we use for acting or not acting are not in play it is raining heavily outside it impacts me and my story of doing things or not doing things but most of the things in nature whether it is the blooming flower or the growing tree or the rising sun or the running dog none of that is stopped so those reasons are not acting on all other four five entities which i mentioned other than me but for me it's a huge story the rain outside is like the day over for me so i'm just taking one example of an excuse or a reason for not doing things rain as rain being one but then you can imagine the kind of such reasons coming from culture religion upbringing and as we discussed from biology so there can be hundreds and thousands of such reasons so i think one way to look at how it would be without the reasons is to look at things around us hmm. even in the realm of science uh, uh, physicists are finding that perhaps the universe may be operating without any reason and if we construct a hypothesis and look at it from a certain reasoning it will appear true and if we construct another hypothesis completely opposite to this current hypothesis and look at it from that reasoning and it will still appear true which means that we can validate our own reasons by just making some story and connecting those dots otherwise those reasons are never at play it's perhaps time for us to just pause and consider that what i believe or my reasons are not necessarily are true and somebody else's perspective could also have a different validity they may be believing in that but they may not also be true and just acknowledge 
that we may be living in a world which is not run by reasons. With that, we complete our today's conversation. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more such podcasts and daily writings, subscribe us on creating13.com. That is creating13.com. We request you to share this podcast with your friends and family and anyone who may be interested in such topics. Your sharing will only help us to reach out to people and to serve our cause. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. We've put the links in the description. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform now. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we wish to have you with us again next week for listening a new episode. Until then, take care.